3: This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com
4: slash excuse for free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses, Season 4, Episode 10, Writing for Young Adults. 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. I'm Jessica. And we have once again the lovely and talented Jessica Day-George with us. All right. Writing for young adults. I'm going to make you talk first, Jessica. Okay. Because you've written the most books, largest number of... You have approached (laughs) writing for young adults the most frequently. Oh, (laughs)
2: yes. Yes, I have.
4: All right. Tell us what the... This quick primer. What's the difference between the young adult genre, the adult genre, and the middle grade genre? We've talked this about this before on the podcast. So just give us some, some quick pointers.
2: I don't really know because I have heard that uh, middle grade is um, puppy love characters about Mm -hmm. 13 and under and um, then young adult, you know, characters 12 and and up and they can have actual romances and stuff like that. And then, of course, adult is (laughs) adults. But uh, I kind of break all those rules in my books, so I'm not really sure what to tell you on that one.
4: Well it's it's particularly complicated in fantasy, which yes. a lot of us write, fantasy and science yes. fiction, because what's marketed as adult or what's marketed as young adult, Dan, your books serial killer's been marketed both places. It is
5: being marketed as both adult and YA depending on the market. And it really does sit right on that upper end of YA where it mm-hmm. could go either way. Yeah. Um the thing the thing about YA is that it, it's so much a, a book label, which means it comes in large part from a bookstore. Right, wanting to shelve Wanting things. to yeah. n- know where to shelve it and who to, who to sell it to. I mean, when most of us grew up, yeah. they didn't have YA as no. a genre. We just grew up reading what was cool. Right. Well, there and, were kids
2: books and adult books. There were right. like two sides to the room yeah. instead of like eight I was little so sections offended now.
4: When they, they shelved Anne McCaffrey in the kids section. Yes, because I was reading adult books and I didn't want to go in the kids yes. section. So I actually appreciate the, the teen, the YA mm-hmm. genre. Yet at the same time, it does kind of force some of these extra limitations on. Um, so this podcast, let's not talk about writing for that genre. Let's talk about writing for teens. Even if yes. you're writing an adult book, writing teenage characters or writing, you know, you want to have things that appeal to to various market segments. When you sit down and you write Dan and mm-hmm. you are writing a book that you, you think you say, this is this is. How will this appeal to teens? Are there any things you specifically do?
5: Um, If I'm aiming at teens? Or if I want to make sure teens will be interested in it? Yeah. um, I will, first of all, make sure that there is something in it they can relate to. Okay. The book that I am writing at present, I honestly don't know if it's going to really hit the teen market because it is primarily a corporate satire, and that's Uh not something they have any background with. Right. Um, On the other hand... It is a corporate satire about the health and beauty industry, which is Mm -hmm. something that teen girls, at the very least, have a lot of experience with. And so it will be able to interest them from that angle, even though it's not going to interest them from the the head-on core reason of the book.
3: I'm in kind of a funny position because I'm writing comics, and the perception of comics is... Kids. all over the map. There mm-hmm. are people who understand that comics are for all ages and there are people who assume that because there's pictures, it must be for kids. Uh, and, and there are people who assume that if there are pictures, but it, they are not pictures of, you know, Donald Duck, then, uh-oh, this might be a grown-up comic and I need not get it anywhere near my kids because, mm-hmm. you know, grown-up comics can be really dangerous. Uh, what i found is that uh, by including the pictures, I am getting the kids to read it and i'm getting the grown-ups to read it the generalization <laughs> that you know something is only going to appeal to a teenager is i think i think kind of overblown because if you can if you can draw the interest of a 16 year old or a 14 year old with what you're writing or what you're drawing you can draw the you can draw the interest of an adult
4: because adults are even worse okay i think that's <laughs> th- there's some some very good points there because i think we as a genre for some reason as a business we seem to underestimate people a lot Mm -hmm. and teens in particular i've heard a lot of well this is a teen book and this is what teens are interested in and according to the genre definitions teens are interested in romance and school and if it doesn't include romance or school then it is going to have very hard time being targeted in the teen genre that's kind of what teen genre means to a lot of people
2: those are your only interests you're allowed yeah. as a teenager right school and boys or girls and if you, i were going to
3: try yeah. b- based on that if mm-hmm. i were going to try to market schlock mercenary to the young adult market mm-hmm. um the mercenaries would be, would be the would be the <laughs> jrotc
4: yes the, oh. would be a
3: junior ROTC group who solves missions or solves mysteries and takes on missions on the side and they have high school romances and crushes, okay. but everything else would be the same. Okay. The intrigue, the vocabulary, the killing, the, like a great manga. all that. It would be a fantastic manga. And that's one of the reasons manga does so well, is because it reaches across boundaries. And it says, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to put in some things that interest this age group, and now they're going to read
4: it. See, but, I mean, I, I think we're kind of, I'm not sure even how to respond to that. Because what you just said is exactly the conventional wisdom. And the conventional wisdom at the same time, there wouldn't, every manga wouldn't take place in high school if it weren't doing something, You know, if that didn't yeah. have a certain amount of appeal. I don't think they're all sitting down and saying that it has to take place in high school um, and not trying other things. I know they're trying other things and those aren't as successful as the kids in high school And so there is something to the eventual wisdom.
2: Well, if they're younger than high school age and reading these books, high school is your dream. High school is exciting. You can't wait to get to high school. That's where all the cool stuff happens.
4: Okay, yeah. If
2: you are in high school or older even, and you were looking for something a little lighter, like Dan was saying, high school kids are not interested in the corporate world. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you've got characters out of high school... Then, where are they okay maybe they 're in college, and that 's older y a or something like that, but college is when reality starts to hit, and you have to have crap jobs and stuff like that. so you can see the appeal of high school where you don 't don 't necessarily have to have an after school job. you do have certain stresses you are around a lot of people you do have social um, you have cliques and social hierarchies and all that stuff it's it 's a very fertile field for mayhem and romance but and anything you those,
3: want. You can map those relationships onto, uh, well, you can map them onto uh, you know, military organizations. You could write you know, a story about police officers because there's those same sorts of hierarchies yes, in a again, corporate environment. but Go teens ahead.
2: are not gonna be as interested in reading about a bunch of police officers.
3: Oh, I know, but what I'm saying Some is what you might be able, be able to do if you wanted to write that and not set it in high school is take the high school relationships in your head and start mapping the corporate stuff yes. or the cop stuff onto it so that it's going to be that much more accessible. Maybe one of the, one of the characters says, man, this is, this is as bad as high school ever was. And if he says it in chapter one, that may be all that's needed to win the young adult reader over. I don't know because I've never done it.
6: Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. <laughs> All right.
4: Let's pause for an advertisement, our book of the week. I'm going to go ahead and pick this week's book of the week. I'm going to pick one of my favorite. I don't know if it's middle grade or if it's YA. I don't know what it is, but I love it. It's Dragon's Blood by Jane Yolen. Um, oh, this good choice, Yes, it was a, the original for me. I'm sure it wasn't the first, but it was my first original Boy Finds a Dragon Egg story. And it is so much cooler than Aragon. it will blow your mind. Yes! <laughs> Instead of finding a dragon to fly around and have fun, he raises a pit-fighting dragon to kill other dragons in the arena. <laughs> that is so much cooler. Um, I love this book. You should read it. Um, you should listen to it. Audible has it. Um, and so go to audiblepodcast.com excuse. Uh, download a copy of Dragon's Blood by Jane Yolen. You will not be sad. It is wonderful.
2: That was a great pick.
4: Yeah, I love that book. All right, so, <clears throat> Howard, you recently introduced a teenage character into your comic. I did. Did you do this thinking, hey, this might be something that appeals to teens, or is it just, I need to fill out my cast with, with more variety, or what? Um,
3: I, did it be, I, I did it for a couple of reasons. I find young people a lot more interesting than I think I used to as okay. characters ever since my daughter became a teenager yeah a teenager and i realized wow she is a lot more capable than i've ever given her credit for and when i uh when i have seen her in uh surroundings where she's surrounded by adults she is absolutely dwarfed by them because she's petite you know 14 years old and i thought you know what there's something to that visually that I want to play with, okay. Um, and so I played with it. Now, Paraventura is not Kellyana's age. Paraventura is right, is older than that. Um, but it still it lets me it lets me play with that a little bit. The other thing that I did, uh, the, uh, the other reason I brought her in is because I wanted somebody in the cast who was a little more interested in clothing, so that I could change the clothing up a little bit. Because Phil Folio told me that everybody shouldn't be running around in their underwear.
4: I agree with Phil. <laughs> Um, so Jessica or Dan or any, anyone, really, I mean, when you sit down to write, we haven't even actually asked Jessica this and you write the most of it. Do you, do you sit (laughs) and think, okay, this will appeal to my age group audience or not? Or do you just kind of let it happen?
2: My natural mental age is apparently 16. Okay. Whenever I sit down to write the character I'm thinking of is about 16. Okay. So,
4: (laughs) well, let's um, give us some advice then on writing characters that act like 16 year olds.
2: It's a hard, it's a hard, hard age because you, you are able to make decisions. Mm -hmm. You are able to understand complex topics and, and uh, think fairly rationally. (laughs) You have some education, but not as much as, as adults. And it's hard because you're still being told what to do. Mm -hmm. You can drive, you could go out, you uh, get a job and live on your own. And have a family. have a family but you are still according to most society's laws Mm -hmm. being told what to do what to wear where to go and so there's a great deal of just internal conflict a great deal of of um kind of emotional roller coaster of feeling confident you know stepping out of your room in the morning and and thinking yes i look good and i know what i'm gonna do today and then having someone swoop in and go you cannot wear that skirt young lady and by the way you are going to your aunts this afternoon
4: Okay. All right.
2: And Um, it's like all your decisions were just taken away from you. Everything that you had chosen for yourself is just taken away. And that's actually
3: a trend that uh, uh, my wife Sandra commented to me and and told me this is something that she's observed in a lot of uh, uh, middle grade and in, in some YA. And that is that it, it's something that grown-up readers, adult readers, find annoying when the main character it's is told to, what to oh. do. No, <laughs> is told what to do and then does it, even though it's obvious that, that that's stupid. That's stupid advice. Why are you doing this? But the reading group, those middle-aged readers, those young adult readers, are being told what to do a yes. lot. And they are conditioned and expected. Yes. to. They are, people are withholding information from them all the time they're not being told the whole
4: story and that's just what they're used to we get frustrated when that happens in harry potter um Mm. because that's why is dumbledore Dumbledore
2: not confiding in him well he's 12.
4: but as (laughs) you know i never actually even thought of that until this moment how frustrated i get with dumbledore and scream at dumbledore and yet seeing that from perspective of of a 12 year old saying yeah it's exactly what happens nobody ever tells me what's going on they just make me do things Um, That's Mm -hmm. great. Howard, I think you're the only one of us here who has a teenage child, am I correct? Yes. advice for writing teens, and this is actually very pointed to the and podcast. I the yes came from Jessica instead of from me, but it makes perfect sense. So <laughs> I wasn't anyway. sure how old Jessica's kids <laughs> right. are, which is why I know Dan's kids all. I'm not and, It you may know, be a fun moment for our listeners. Yes. My <laughs> kids are all still pooping in their pants, so. Um, <laughs> More of mine are than I would like. Bean rating. Bean <laughs> rating. <laughs> so, Howard, advice on writing teens?
3: Um, you know what? Have <laughs> John Scalzi talked about uh, writing? Um, it was the the book that mirrored uh, the last colony. Zoe's tale. Uh, Zoe's, tale. Zoe's, tale. Zoe's tale. Yes. Um, he talked about writing Zoe's tale and said, you know, if I'd been able to, uh, you know, hang around at the uh, at the school and you know listen to my daughter and her friends talk, that would have been awesome. But as a you know forty something balding <laughs> guy, that probably would have gotten me arrested. And I remember reading <laughs> that and laughing because. Uh Kellia has a group of friends who will come over to my house and I listen to them and I listen to the way they talk and I realize oh that I I would not have dreamed of saying that. Any quick pointers for those who those who, who don't have that sort of without a resource? getting arrested? <laughs> um take don't be afraid to take a a problem uh you take a situation and have the characters adopt the easy analysis. Okay. The, the the first superficial analysis, because these are characters who, while they're smart, and they're going to learn from their mistakes, haven't made enough mistakes yet to realize that okay. this thing they're looking at is just... Okay. It, that's too simple.
4: Right. So. I mean, I think this is, this is something to consider. Um, the genres are defined, generally, if we're talking about publishing, which we've kind of thrown out, but they do look at it... You, they define in um, genres by age group, meaning the age of the protagonist determines whether it's middle grade or YA or adult in the minds of a lot of, of, of publishing. And so if you're going to write for YA, the default should be YA protagonist, um, generally two years or so older than the age group you want to read your books. And so it's, it's actually kind of an interesting conundrum because in a lot of ways, you want to be writing characters who act like a few years younger than they are sometimes to appeal to anyway. It's, it's really a it's weird, weird thing um, weird. To, to deal with. I don't even know how to do it because I tend to write characters who I, I fall into one of the... This is, this is pro- actually a problem that a lot of writers have. It's, I have it too. I've noticed it myself that writing young people, you just write them as little adults. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah, sense. No. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, as much as I love Ender's Game, I think this is a, a weakness of Ender's Game that... The kids, he makes them smarter. And so they're essentially just adults. Yep. Um, and that's how I generally approach it, too. I say, look, I'm writing in a fantasy world. If I've got an 18-year-old who's gone through a whole bunch of terrible stuff, they're going to have aged more than an 18-year-old in our society. And so I'm not sure if I can give advice on this. Do you guys have any last parting words, Jessica or Dan or Howard, on how to write someone who really actually feels like they are a teenager?
2: Well, you've got to consider their background, as you say. In Ender's Game, it actually didn't work to some extent because they were more intelligent, yet they had not had the life experiences Mm -hmm. that would have had them reacting that way. They had information but shouldn't have known how to use it quite so well. If you're in a... I guess we'll call it a, a pre-technology type of world an 18 mm-hmm. year old is an adult yeah. and they will have had a great deal of life experiences they will have seen death they could potentially be married and have children yeah, we grow up be a normal. lot
3: slower now yes. than we did if
2: you're in a contemporary setting you've got to consider the fact that they will have been conditioned to follow adults that they may have excellent educations but not have the emotional maturity Okay. to make complex decisions you know, that they maturity. will yeah. turn to friends and family and especially older friends and family in order to get answers rather than seeking out the answers themselves. If you're in a more contemporary setting where they would have led a cushier life, honestly, and had things solved for them.
3: Yeah. I'd, I'd ask myself, how many times has this character been able to subject themselves or been subjected to the consequences of decisions that they've made yes. who have been difficult. And the more that happens, the the faster they grow up and the better their decisions get, or maybe the worse mm-hmm. their decisions get, depending on you know what sort of consequences they've been experiencing.
5: Mm-hmm. We're almost out of time. I just want to say really quickly, don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the fifth Harry Potter book, I think it was Order of the Phoenix, was a fantastically accurate depiction of what it's like to be 14 years old. And that made it so annoying for me to read because it was too close to real life 14 year olds. And I didn't want to get that close back to the, the way they think again, it's bugged the heck out of me.
2: I know a lot of people that had a problem with that.
4: Yeah. So So. same argument with, um, writing an accent or a dialect Mm -hmm. very accurately is yeah, you got it dead on. That's so annoying. Mm -hmm. All right, Jessica. Um, thank you for sitting in with us. I'm going to make you give us our writing prompt.
2: Your writing prompt is to take a young protagonist, at least younger than 16, and put them in a situation where they are in charge of some adults, and you have to have a good reason why
4: oh, that's a good they're one. in charge. Very All nice. right. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.